There are various reasons why we might end up carrying shame. And often we hear about the heaviness of shame. And the heaviness can be emotional, it can be spiritual, and sometimes it can even feel physical. And I don't even think we realize sometimes how heavy that is. But it's almost like one of those weighted blankets where we have it draped over our shoulders and we've gotten used to the pain of carrying that weight. And it's not until we can let go of it and lay it down that we realize how much we've been bound by it. We're going to be addressing that today and how Jesus deals with our shame. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus that's one word all caps to get your discount there are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started again head to shehears.org and you can find the bible study on the resources page hey friends welcome back to the hearing Jesus podcast I'm your host Rachel Grohl today we are going ahead on day four of our study from John chapter 8 verses 1 through 11 It says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives early in the morning. He came again into the temple and all the people were coming to him and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery and having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. What then do you say? They were saying this, testing him so that they might have grounds for accusing him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. But when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and he said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones, and he was left alone 
and the woman where she was in the center of the court straightening up jesus said to her woman where are they did no one condemn you she said no one lord and jesus said i do not condemn you either go from now on sin no more as i shared earlier this week there was a season in my life where i walked in shame and i carried with me such a heaviness that it really kind of felt like a dark heavy blanket laid across my shoulders and regardless of how i got there it's where i was for a very long time and one of the hardest things about that season was the loneliness it wasn't that i didn't try to get out of that place but my attempts were met with just more pain it's almost as if my situation other people thought it was contagious or maybe it was that they weren't prepared for the kind of brokenness that I forced them to confront. Either way, that season left me with some scars. The hard part, more than a decade later, is I see some of those same people going through their own hard seasons. And it's hard because I know how they feel. But now, they don't back away when they see me. Now they welcome the smile, the helping hand, or the hug, or the impromptu prayer. And now they know what I was going through, and they themselves need the very thing I was desperate for. One of the things that I've learned is that there are seasons in life. Seasons of pain and joy and sorrow, and even seasons of sin. Before we come into obedience and conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's part of the human experience. But there's wisdom in how Jesus handled this situation that shows us something about how we need to handle people that come to us when they're still stuck in their brokenness and their mess. We see him model mercy and forgiveness and grace. And so, yes, we need to guide them toward repentance or healing or whatever else Jesus wants to do with them. But that part, that's not our role. That's the role of Jesus. Our role is just to get them there. So if we respond with grace and mercy when we meet broken people, it changes things for them. It allows them the opportunity to come closer to Jesus. And they see him in us, the way we speak to them, the way that we help them, the way that we love them. You see, the reason Jesus was so radical in his time was because of his love. He dared to love the ones that others rejected. And it's his love that drew people in. And it's still that way. And as we represent him to this loss and hurting and broken world, I think sometimes we forget that. We forget that we are to love people the way that he did, the way he still does. Do they need to change? Probably. I'm not sure. Do they need to deal with their own sin? Of course they do. Are there things that they're doing that you know are wrong, that they know are wrong? Yep. But how can we ever expect them to get to Jesus if we send them away before they get the chance? This weekend, when I do the, the wrap-up, I will share a story with you about an individual that I befriended that everyone else had rejected. And it's powerful. I hope you uh, tune into that. But what I want you to do is take a little time to think through two aspects of self-awareness that, that we're hitting on with this story. What times in your life have you needed the love and grace of other believers? And in those seasons, have you gotten what you needed? And how did their behavior impact your situation? Or how would your experience be different if the believers in your life acted or lived differently? 
Maybe there were no believers around you at the time. How would things have been different if there were? If you had a relationship with a believer or a group of believers that helped you walk towards Jesus, I am so thankful for that. If you didn't, I am so incredibly sorry. I think the key, regardless of what you experienced, is that we recognize that the power is wrapped up in the role of loving someone and pointing them back to Jesus when they need it most. But I want to take it one step further. Is there someone in your life right now that you've been quick to accuse or condemn or judge? And how might your current attitude towards them affect them? Not just today, but for eternity. Is that what you would have needed if you were in a similar scenario? And if not, what would you need? Take a little time. This is your heart check at the end so we can pray. But take a little time to see if the Lord reveals someone that he's calling you to reach out to in love. Or maybe you need to go back to someone that you responded poorly to before. Either way, allow the Lord to work here in this space. Maybe you think it's too late because of the way that you've treated someone in the past. Friend, let me tell you something. It's never too late. Because as the body of Christ, we need each other. You have your own things written in the dirt. They might be different things than somebody else, but you have your own things written in the dirt. It's my prayer that we will start to see other people, the lost and the hurting people in our lives that are still stuck in their mess, and that we help them find their way out. Will you join me in that? Let's pray. God, I pray right now, even right now, that you would reveal to my friend someone that either they previously mishandled the situation or even now that they could reach out to. Or even, God, that you would prepare their heart for the person that they're going to interact with that is still stuck in their sin and their brokenness and their mess. And Lord God, this time, with this interaction, we would not dismiss those people, but instead we would walk them back to Jesus. God, I thank you for the example and the wisdom we see and how Jesus treated the woman in the story in John chapter 8 and the way that he treats us. God, I pray for that example to permeate our hearts so much so that it affects our behavior, our words, our thoughts, our actions. God, I thank you that you are a God of second chances and that it's never too late. God, I thank you for the conviction that comes through knowing you. And I pray right now that you would quicken our hearts to be obedient to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.